You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the will explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! Good morning! Good morning! Morning recording! My favorite way to wake up. Yeah, it's a really good one. Do you yeah. Have, do you have coffee or tea? I have tea. Good. I have, I have a big chunk of coffee cup. Oh, <laughs> I you were saying you have a big chunk of coffee. Like, big chunk of gross. coffee. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to like fully not do coffee. I think it makes me a bad person. A, it makes you a bad person. I think it <laughs> in it, what way? <laughs> I think it it um even in small amounts, I think it it triggers my anxiety enough that my irritability anxiety symptom really comes out, and I think yeah. it, I think that it makes me really grouchy because my nervous I, system is just like afraid and intolerant (laughs) (laughs) i uh i i am sure that that is not as bad as you say but i do know that feeling yeah (laughs) um because yeah i i can't stop but i do drink the coffee and it does make me uh feel like my heart's trying to escape yeah i'll get sometimes like a beautiful moment of like creative clarity and drive with coffee that's nice um but yeah i think that i think it makes me grumpy yeah well yeah. then i'm glad you're not drinking it because <laughs> i am excited to record this podcast with you which is what we're doing today it is yes Yay. um we haven't recorded in a minute yeah it's been a minute we we recorded uh our 50th episode uh not terribly too long ago and then planned a big celebration around it, <gasps> yeah. which was last night and yes. was wonderful and lovely. It filled my cup in like a really big way. Yeah, same. Um, hopefully uh, our wonderful guests who joined us have somewhat similar feelings. I think they enjoyed themselves, but I would love it if they also had cup fillage. I, I hope so. I think that that is the general feedback. But yes, so we... Uh, to celebrate 50 episodes of Femsplained, we had a live stream fundraiser uh, for Fair Fight, which is uh, Stacey Abrams' pack for fair election um, and increasing voter turnout. And it was a, a lovely time. It was very fun. We invited our previous guests who have come on to Femsplained uh, to come back and play games with us and have fun with us. And miraculously, they all said yes. And uh, lots of cool companies donated prizes, which uh, really incentivized people to donate because we raised $1,115 in total. Uh, And that was wonderful. I'm really proud of that. I know, me too. Half of that came from the damsels, which does not, to me, diminish my pride, but I just think that that's a significant enough number that I wanted to shout that out. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, biggest donation for sure was the damsels of Dorkington uh, donated that big, big chunk of uh, money, and that was wonderful. And um, I just, like, I was thinking about this this morning, and I don't know if you 
uh, you probably understand this experience, but like one of the things that I lamented so often when I was like at my most paycheck to paycheck or paycheck to slightly after my last paycheck yeah. uh, kind of living situation was that you don't get the opportunity to be charitable and you always want to like because there are so many you know awful things happening in the world and that's just not an opportunity when you don't have like expendable income and yeah. uh and just being able to do something that facilitates charity is like a huge deal. Um. Yeah, I have a weird amount of feelings about this um, because when I first moved to Oregon and I couldn't get a job, I was like, oh, I'll just get a master's in nonprofit management because there's more nonprofits per capita out here and I can get some kind of job security, administrative project management, fill my cup job. Uh, with this master's degree. And after probably two terms in the program, I, I switched out of it because the culture in the United States and sort of the the financial structuring around fundraising, charity, philanthropy, nonprofits, is so unsettling to me. Um not yeah. not in like a corruption way. You know, I think people really give nonprofits way too much shit for having overhead costs, uh, oh, I'm which sure they do. Right. Yeah. Um, but just sort of, you know, starting with origins and philanthropy and how white supremacist this whole idea of philanthropy is and elitist and the fact that, you know, it, the expectation is on people who hoard wealth to help make up the gaps that the government doesn't cover because those people don't pay their taxes in the first place right so they get right. to like oh, strategically use the money they should be playing or paying taxes in ways that like uh, is self-satisfying for them it, and that gives them positive attention and in yeah the and media and things yeah it's that's wild right and it like it turns into a hobby because there's so much like the galas the fundraisers the parties like trying to court the money away from these people to pay for the things that the government should be able to provide in the first place like it just is gross so i love nonprofits. obviously i love you know i love the causes i love that people are barely making enough well no i should correct that i love, love that the, the people who are willing to be so self-sacrificing for causes but it just it shouldn't be no it just shouldn't be i and, know yeah, yeah. and like large donor management is like you have to buy these people so many meals to butter them up to make this big ask for big checks like there's this whole theory of approach to large donor fundraising that is just so off-putting yeah Anyway, 100%. I I don't know like the inside of it that well, but it all makes sense to me just based on my. Yes. So I think where I was going with that is that um, I really appreciate that it feels like because of modern technology, people who live paycheck to paycheck more so like us are able to organize and kind of collect our contributions together in fun ways because we've been left out of being targeted for fundraising 
because we're not billionaires. And it's just kind of like nice to be able to participate in that and feel like you're making more of an impact if you can only give $5, you know. 20 of us putting yeah. our five dollars together feels feels a little bit more like we accomplished something together I think as a community for sure yeah I I, I um I'm really excited that uh that we got you know that big donation from the damsels which was really helpful but I was really happily surprised to go look back and see that the other half of that was made up of like a lot of small donations. It does yeah. actually make it feel like we came together as a community, which was nice. Yeah. So that's my soapbox. Yeah. It's a good one. A sturdy, <laughs> sturdy soapbox. It feels pretty sturdy. I'm, I'm kind of like <laughs> bouncing on it. And I do feel like it ties into our topic, which we cannot talk about yet. Uh, in a very <laughs> oddly specific way. Um, I guess it but- does. <laughs> Before that, besides our big fan-splained 50th episode celebration, um, has nerd culture done anything for you recently besides that? I feel like nerd culture has done quite a bit for me recently. But um, since we last recorded, I've had the opportunity to be in more like live streams and, and stuff like that, which have been fundraising have been charity fundraising yeah, it's, all the- it's all tied together well um, tis the yeah. season tis right the season. it's like it's that season yeah it's just nice because i think that i um a big part of me has wanted to be in a campaign mm. a streamed campaign for a little while now i just kind of i'd like to put myself out there more and i'd like to play and i, I think it's fun to engage in that way um but I don't think I necessarily am genuinely able to commit to that consistently with just my lifestyle and so uh, my lifestyle having a baby it's not like I'm like yeah. jet setting um, <laughs> um but uh so it's been really nice to have some of these one shots so I did a 40k TTRPG one shot. I am not <laughs> over the fact that you played in a 40k tabletop game. <laughs> not over it. Uh, Alan yeah. and I both have a, a intimate sordid history with the Warhammer franchise and its fans. Yeah. So, Which I think uh, you could reference in one of our earliest episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So I definitely... So it was Fuck Cancer Roll Dice, which um, I... I'm new enough that I wasn't really familiar with it from previous years. And then once I was in that discord, I was in such fancy company that I was just really grateful to be there. Um, <laughs> although my p- personal play style is uh, maybe not super compatible with the 40 K games crunchiness. Yeah. It's crunchy, right? It, it, yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's by far the crunchiest thing I've ever seen. So I'm sure. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I had an awareness that there was a, a RPG version of of the Warhammer world out there, but I, I, I never hear about it. Like, I, I never hear about it being played, and it's and for such a big franchise, I'm surprised that I never hear about it being played. And that to me is like, it's probably because it is the crunchiest. I'm surprised <laughs> that because. To me, it seems like if you're already willing to be like full on 40k, um, then you, I don't know, you're you're used to a level of crunchiness, certainly. Um, yes. So I'm surprised that those people aren't playing it more. 
maybe it might be newish. I'm not actually sure. Um, I don't know. But I have, we have a friend who is who plays a lot of fifth edition, who is a self proclaimed rules lawyer, and who is very into 40k uh, minis. And his reaction to me playing was like, "Ooh, I heard that's a rough system." Oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty validating. But that's um, really funny. But I will say that the uh, storyteller GM, I think, kind of like helped us out quite a bit by like washing over some of the crunchiness which is good oh, for a one shot nice. yeah mean, for a one shot it that's that's a nice thing to do because yeah. you know it's really about the the experience and you you aren't committing to some sort of long-term campaign yeah. where it's important that you have everything nailed down i i think that's nice yeah um so i it ended up definitely being a positive experience uh even though i was very intense intimidated by the <laughs> core rule book uh at first but um yeah so i and other other things as well i i got my i hunt swag today and i was so excited i don't know Wait, if you what did you get i think that all of us who participated in that i hunt game have a treat on the way Oh, I don't think I gave anybody my information. So probably <gasps> Diana. Not me, but what did you get? It's um, an enamel pin uh, <gasps> and a cool sticker. Oh, I love enamel pins. I know. You really fucked They're up. They're all over me. <laughs> <laughs> and this is cool. And it's a pretty big one. And it's the, the like sort of smiley face logo that they have. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about it. Um, oh, that's cool. So that's something that nerd culture has done for me as well. That's great. Um... Nerd culture has been mean to <gasps> me. Really? Uh, I yeah, I have a lot of feelings. So it's been oh a rough Dragon Age day this year. <laughs> Can you pause and tell me what Dragon Age day is and why it has a day? So Dragon Age day, it's the it's the it's just the anniversary of the first game's release, um, and the fandom has for years decided to to unofficially organize and celebrate it and this is something that started you know on tumblr as just like fans sharing all of their fanfic and fan art and theories and cosplays and stuff like that every year on the anniversary of the first game but you know eventually it got so big and got uh recognized by some of the voice actors some of the writers similarly to that like you know, Dorian Pavis Born Perfect project that we did uh, years ago, it got noticed. And since it was a, for charity, I think that even though it is quote unquote unofficially Dragon Age Day in the title, it's pretty official. Like, like you know, head developers, head writers participate. Uh, Sumali, who does the voice of the Inquisitor uh, and was on Critical Role, um, she participates um, <clears throat> and like lots of other voice actors participate. It, it, it's a lovely experience. It's it's basically just a loving day of of charity, but also just everybody voicing how much they love this this IP, this nice little world. Anyway, this year <laughs> some record scratches. Yeah. So <laughs> so. So, okay, so for some background, this year has already been kind of rough. Like, at the at the earlier start of the year, 
a few people that were historically writers of beloved characters from the series and on the team in general uh, left, announced that they had left Bioware. And that felt kind of like ominous, you know, I mean, this game, I guess, obviously, game developers and the writers are all an important part of the machine, but because of the fact that these games are so story-driven, having beloved character writers leave feels like a, a worrying thing to see uh, because we care so much about how story-driven the next game is going to be. Uh, so a couple of writers uh, dropped off um, of the project. And then there was mostly positive news like that all came out. I mean, there was a teaser trailer dropped. Um, announcements uh, coming about, you know, confirming that there is going to be a game for um, lots of, you know, po uh, overall, overall positive news. And then on the actual anniversary of the series on Dragon Age Day, like first thing in the morning, like two of the three last remaining head OG writers of the series announced on the Bioware website that they are leaving oh, uh, no. Bioware totally out of the blue. Like these are people who are within recent weeks tweeting about, you know, the upcoming game and stuff. So it's like, it felt very abrupt, felt very weird. So <laughs> I this is I this might be the whole podcast but I I but <laughs> but so so that happened and then so the voice actor that plays Cullen throughout the series um and that used to play Anders uh in some earlier game uh he has recently for a while he had disappeared everybody was like oh maybe he's dead somewhere uh and <laughs> Then he came back to Twitter and was like, no, I wasn't dead. I just hate trans people. Oh. Um, yeah. And basically, like, started tweeting conservative spirit uh, conspiracy theories, oh. uh, hateful kinds of things, all sorts of bigotry. And so 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 at the time, like the lead writer was like, well, I we don't support that at Dragon Age. Just so everyone knows, we do not support that. And he was like, oh, I'm being canceled by Dragon Age. Dragon Age is trying to cancel me. I was like, oh, God. Uh, so when this writer announced that they were stepping down, he publicly commented, like, good, you were you were uh, ruining the series. Now the fans are, are going to be, uh, you know, the fans were being done a disservice and this is so so good for Dragon Age and for Bioware and for the fans and blah blah blah. Wow. And that is and in such terrible taste on top of everything else. Such terrible taste. And then it gets worse. Oh. And then he went live on YouTube in character as the character he plays in the series talking as if he were that character saying stuff like all lives matter saying uh that uh cancel culture is is a curse and like i i mean seriously like uh, the the most diving off of the deep end that could be done he did it 
in like in like a half an hour and obviously like bioware is never there's no way they would ever he used their ip to basically right yeah i I mean horrendous so well i feel like also that's gotta be some kind of copyright violation or yeah 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 uh so so totally wild i have no idea like what is happening um anymore with this franchise and i feel really sad (laughs) about it and also confused and also just um like bewildered by the actions of this one strange man yeah Um, yeah so it's been a wild ride i wonder if he disappeared for a while because he is struggling with something i'm sure he's struggling with something but what he's struggling with is 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 badness. Is yeah, being a bad being person. A bad person. Um, yeah, and I think that it, the one of the writers hit the nail on the head and said that uh, and said that he's probably this is probably a public audition for some company that is is not good. Like, you know, the way that all the conservative pundits get their jobs now is by, like, oh. exploding their regular careers. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. I, I think that this is a, this is one of those public auditions to be, you know, the Tommy Lauren of, of gaming or whatever. Um, oh, God. Does that mean that yeah. there's, like, a game or show or something I don't know. Maybe he'll get hired by cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to say. Um, yeah. Fascinating. Anyway. Well, I'm so sorry because how many years have you sunk into the anticipation <laughs> of this next iteration of this game? I it's it's I don't know. It's so much of my life. I and it's so silly. I mean, obviously, I still think it's going to be fine. Um, Patrick Weeks and Karen Weeks are still on the team. Um, and they have made very, like, positive, hopeful posts about things. But you know <laughs> there's stuff that we I don't know, know that's know. causing people to leave. I know. I know. That's what it. I can't yeah. even imagine what it is, but I know that it's bad. Yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> I'm just going to hold my breath and, and, and hope that something positive does come from it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, been wild. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to everybody who <laughs> loves that franchise, who has been negatively impacted. That totally yeah. sucks. Yeah. Especially, yeah, I mean, it's the same year as JK going all out. Like, I know that and sucks. It's also, it's, it's just a particular slap in the face because of, the fact that Dragon Age is one of like the few games like ever that I've played that has a speaking trans character in it. Like I, I just feel like there's so little, there's so little smidgens of that representation out there in games. And then for like the one franchise to be like getting blown up by this one vocal transphobe is is particularly ugly yeah you know well fuck nerd culture (laughs) fuck nerd culture today 
No. All right. So let's let's get to the topic because I actually do want to talk about it, even though I'm fired up about Dragon. I Age. know. We. I think we have. We clearly are overdue to talk. <laughs> we we do. Yeah. Uh, and so, bef- but before we do, we definitely have to get a man in here to talk about it because I know his is going to be a good mansplain minute for this one in particular, uh, <laughs> for sure. So, take it away, Francis. Putting several minutes on the man, watch and go. Muppet Christmas Carol. A couple of years ago, when Femsplain got started, I put it out there to Avalon and Diana that as much as I like playing this role as the mansplainer, it might be nice once, just once, to be a guest on the show. I know that's not really what Femsplained is about, but maybe for my birthday, which is Christmas. And back then I told them that if there's one thing I'd love to explain more than anything in the world, it's Muppet Christmas Carol, my favorite Christmas movie, nay, one of my favorite movies of all time. Diana looked at me and said, yeah, Avalon and I should do an episode about Muppet Christmas Carol. And that was that. And I guess this week was that episode. No one told me in advance or anything. I was just kind of presented with the topic after the episode was recorded and told to give it a minute. Well, guess what? It's my birthday this month, so I'm not going to do just a minute on Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm going to do as many damn minutes as I would like, because there's nothing better than Muppet Christmas Carol. Michael Caine is an inspiration. There have been so many iterations of A Christmas Carol. Good, bad, somewhere in between. I've got one with Henry Winkler. Haven't watched it yet, but I have it. But no one in the history of film has come close to capturing the magic of the Charles Dickens novella A Christmas Carol than Michael Caine as Scrooge. And he's acting alongside Muppets. He's not even acting with real people and he's still giving it an Oscar-worthy go. You see, to get Scrooge right is such a delicate dance. If he transitions too soon, you don't get a sense of the gravity of his change of heart. But if he transitions too late in the game with just the ghost of Christmas future, it feels like he's scared into it. And therefore the transition doesn't feel like it'll stick. It feels inauthentic. And Michael Caine, he doesn't just do the delicate dance, he waltzes. He tangos. He makes you believe that he is Ebenezer Scrooge. Part of what makes that transition so believable is the emotional song that comes at the midpoint of the film, When Love Is Gone, which was cut from the theatrical release because Disney felt it slowed the film down and the kids wouldn't be down with it, too sad, too drawn out. But when Brian Henson found out that they had cut it, he was furious because like me, he believed that it was a real linchpin of Scrooge's transition. And so he insisted that be re-included in the VHS release, which is the version I saw when I was a kid. And then years later, Disney removed it again from all of the DVD releases and the streaming releases. So the only way you can really watch Muppet Christmas Carol in its purest form is on VHS, which is the only reason I own a VCR to watch Muppet Christmas Carol as it is intended to be seen. On par with Michael Caine's performance is the performance of a puppet, the Ghost of Christmas Present. Now, the Ghost of Christmas Present, just like Scrooge, so hard to get right. He can't be too mean. He can't be too nice. He can't be too scary. He can't be too silly. This Ghost of Christmas Present is the Ghost of Christmas Present by which all other Ghosts of Christmas Present should be modeled. And I haven't even gotten into the soundtrack. Gonzo as the omniscient narrator, the fourth wall breaking, the humor, the heart, Kermit. 
But the show is called Femsplained. And as has been made perfectly clear, I'm not welcome here. Not even on my birthday. Except as a clown, a, a jester, a foil for the heroes of our story. So I guess I'll have to save my detailed and nuanced take on this crucial part of my childhood for another podcast. Merry birthday. This has been your Mansplain, 3 minutes and 48 seconds. Well, we're back and I'm healed from my trauma and we're going to talk about uh, something nice and joyful, which is the Muppet Christmas Carol. We are going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing it around a lot more this year. You think so? Yeah. I I have been wondering because you you are now I, I it's I have no shame for any of us rewatching movies from our childhood and finding genuine joy in them. I think that that is lovely and wonderful. But you are now a part of the demographic that is actually acceptable to be watching these <laughs> movies again because you <laughs> have a baby. Uh, are you? Have you been excited to like watch like children's movies or holiday movies? Things that are. I think that I will be next year. Uh, I think he's too young. Right. right. Um, he's not like really reacting. He's not reacting. <laughs> I don't think he knows the difference between. Because he only meets people, like, via Zoom now. Like, I don't know if he knows the difference between <laughs> a movie <laughs> and a conversation. <laughs> I think it's like Uncle Michael Caine is in the, is in the TV right I now. I do think, because I will often put, um, like, Critical Role on during the day. And I, because of the framed structure of the of them all, I wonder sometimes if he thinks that, like, Matt Mercer is... Like when he's talking to his grandpa. <laughs> like, oh my god, I did not even think about because they're looking directly at you and sort of speaking fairly conversationally. Um, and they're in, and they're in, like and they're in the little now. boxes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so I think that Robin might think Matt Mercer is his relative, but um, anyway, yeah, I think that I'm also in a weird zone still of like what's too much screen time like what's my parenting uh, style gonna be you know and so many things are like a baby should never even see a screen <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so so part of me wants to you know start traditions and be nostalgic and expose him to things that were important to me personally but part of me is also like guilty while i'm doing it uh, like am i god. rotting him so I, I'm sure I think by, by exactly next, what you need <laughs> by next year, I'll be, I think, probably more confident in what screen time is and he'll actually know what's going on. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, so the Muppet Christmas Carol is I, it's, you know, one of the uh, classic Muppet movies uh, from the early 90s that I, I think that they only did a couple of these where they remade like an existing story with the Muppets. And it is was, it just it, I, that in Treasure Island? Is there another one? It's it's that in Treasure Island. Yeah, good. Um, both were good. And they're both phenomenal. Yes. I do want to say that in preparation for this, I just pulled up the Google page for Muppet Christmas Carol to make sure that I knew what I was talking about. And I'm very disturbed to see that it is playing in theaters right now. Oh. 
which I just like it makes me upset at everyone. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is like an actual wonderful retelling of the story, A Christmas Carol. But, you know, characterized through the personalities of the Muppets um, in a really interesting way. And um, I have like. In my brain, like this is, this is the canon story of a Christmas Carol. Like there, I know that I had seen other adaptations of it yeah. and read it, but like this is the way that it sunk into my brain. For sure, I think yeah. what makes it to me what makes it stronger than any of the other at least film versions is that the narrator is a character, mm-hmm. because I think that Charles Dickens as a narrator has such a strong voice that it is nice to see that voice personified in the movie because you lose it otherwise. Yeah. That might yeah, be, absolutely. that might be me overthinking. Mama Christmas no, Carol. I think that's totally, I think that's totally valid. And, uh, you know, and of course, like the, the grounding character of Rizzo the rat to, yeah. to bring Charles Dickens down a peg. Yes, exactly. Yes. I don't I think know. You need both. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Overthinking my use of the word personified to describe a Muppet, but. Well, I, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're like people to me. <laughs> Have you ever seen that one, like, like off camera uh, video of Kermit the Frog, like setting up to ride a bike? No. And like, he, he I, there's just like a s- clip of them setting him up on the bike <laughs> and even though you see the puppeteer set him up and then walk away as soon as he walks away to me i'm like that's kermit that's yeah. a real that's a real frog he's uh, about to ride that bike. that bike i just can't i can't, can't get over it um i think that all of the muppets are are cast very well if you will i mean so they right they've got like a certain number of muppets to work with and I think right. that the roles that they chose for them, in some cases, you know, it could have been Charles Dickens could have been Fozzie, you know. No, no I'm just, they absolutely. made good choices. They made good choices. Yeah, Fozzie Bear being old Fezziwig is literally. I Fezziwig is like so not. I like to me because of how well Fozzie Bear portrays old Fezziwig. It makes. Fezziwig a more important character than I think he's supposed to be. I think you're opinion. right. Yeah. 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 I, I'm i a big fan of, of that version. I don't necessarily think that Scrooge couldn't have been a different person, though. I, this is weird because I have heard this same opinion from other people. Yeah. Um. I recently brought up... Uh, this movie in my discord and people were like great movie michael kane was only okay though and i'm like what what like i i think he was good but i think it could have been a lot of british men and it would have been the same movie (laughs) like to me patrick stewart would have been better he doesn't look grumpy enough for me he looks so he he just well because i think he plays that role i think there is another version of it sans Muppets <laughs> that he plays that yeah, role. Yeah, I don't even know about that. And I think I in my in my memory I marry those two movies together sometimes. Mm. I I <laughs> think that 
I don't even know I, about that. <laughs> I don't even know about that. I don't know about other versions of the Christmas Carol. Um, I have to think about that because I, I think he genuinely does a great job, but I don't know if maybe I'm just emotionally attached. Um, I think he does a solid job. I just think it, it could have been anybody. I guess. I guess. I think... Okay, so something interesting about this movie is that we do have a couple of new Muppets that are introduced that are just for uh, this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have your classics, and they all get cast in certain roles, like, um, you know, like the uh, the two old guys get cast as Marley and Marley, which was a great choice <gasps> to make them... T- uh, Thank you for reminding me that I did a burlesque number to Marley and Marley. What? (laughs) (laughs) Celeste and I did it. Did you have chains? We did. Oh, my God. Yeah. We had chains and little bald caps. And we just, it was pretty much just a lip sync. It wasn't really a burlesque, but we did the with the chains. (laughs) Oh my god, brilliant. Um, I just think that that whole move of casting and and doing two Marley brothers uh to, because they're the grumpiest people in the Muppet universe, so um making them into you know, the dead old rich guy uh character was 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 perfect. I agree. But so you had you had all these uh known classic Muppets being cast as characters. And then you had the three new Muppets that were made to be the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. And they were they were standalone Muppets. And I think they were all. um, I have opinions because they I think that we're supposed to be the most afraid of Christmas future who looks like death uh, and has the big robe. No, we well but maybe Christmas supposed past to be cast is fuck is the scariest yeah, thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I would oh. argue that of the ghosts, two are puppets and one is a muppet. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> so, past, past is somewhere in the middle to me, but I would say past is a very scary, fucked up puppet that lacks the sort of personality, the charisma, the connectedness that you might assume from a Muppet. Like, you don't see the Ghost of Christmas Past, like, coming onto the Muppet show and doing a cameo in a bit, right? And then the Ghost of Christmas Future is just a cloak. It's just a spooky cloak. But Ghost of Christmas Present might as well be, like, part of the gang full-on canonical muppet yeah absolutely uh i i actually wonder if that muppet has ever been reused because uh, he should be i don't uh, yeah i can't think of a time but the what he represents with like the jolliness and the size and the food and the you know sort of calling you out (laughs) directness (laughs) um i think is could could fit into a lot of different settings but to your point, Ghost of Christmas Past, fucked up. Terrifying. It's so Absolutely scary. Absolutely terrifying. Hits the uncanny valley yeah. in the 
at its lowest point. Yeah. Uh, And the voice also really haunting. Mm -hmm. Don't think it's meant to be. I I may I don't know maybe they but I I was scared of that Muppet as a kid and I am displeased by it now. Um, I will say also point about that movie. I don't know. Spoilers for anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> a Christmas Carol is beyond spoiler warnings, yes. But with the ghost of Christmas present, they also age him as that song yeah. is progressing, which is brilliant because he cannot like leave the present moment. Mm-hmm. He like yeah, I thought that that was so good. Um Although I'd like to so have good. seen him start as a baby if they were going to really lean into that. <laughs> make the beginning of that scene very difficult <laughs> Michael Caine's like I don't understand what, what do you that? want from me but I would like to see a baby version of that guy that would be really good um, so <clears throat> I feel like uh, the the uh, probably the oddest choice is is making um miss piggy and kermit like the happy normal well-adjusted family couple just because in every other muppet movie scenario they are the absolute definition of a toxic mutually abusive relationship first of all i don't know about mutually well i think that kermit is like the glutton that like enables Miss Piggy's abuse. I don't know. It feels a little victim blamey to me. Maybe. But maybe. I will, I'll check and then I will also that. push back and say, I don't know how healthy their marriage is in this movie either. That's, that's fair. That's um, fair. But the older I get, the more I strongly relate to Miss Piggy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I watched it, I was like, yeah, you need yeah. to fucking yell at Kermit right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree. I yeah. don't disagree. Which I think it's like it's it's definitely um, it's definitely a different portrayal of them than in other movies. I think. Well, and I just like Kermit is being so naive, and I I don't really think anybody should be defending Scrooge. No, and he's like for sure. bringing up their kids to take a lot of abuse and be taken advantage of by horrible bosses. Like mm-hmm. Miss Piggy needs to step in and, and she that's does. Like it's, it's kind of gross. Cause like, I think that in the story, like that's why we're supposed to think that that family is the, like the center, the moral center mm-hmm. of the movie is because they still think everyone's a good person, even when they're not. And that's like, just not right. <laughs> That's not the definition of goodness. Like, I think that um, what's his face? The nephew. Uh, I, yeah. I was like, I, I like their approach. It's yeah. like, yeah, well, we'll invite you. And when you turn us down like an asshole, we're just going to have a drinking game where we mock you. <laughs> it's funny because like- I think that the nephew character is more important in other versions of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I'm a big fan of Scrooged. As, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I like 
And it's the same, like, it's the same making fun of him at a party approach. But the nephew feels more important to me, or at least equally important maybe to the Tiny Tim storyline. Whereas in Muppet Christmas Carol, I feel like the nephew's whole thing is kind of an afterthought. And it might just be because he's not a puppet. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's another thing that is a little interesting to me is that um, in other Muppet movies there is like one human character and yeah. in Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island uh there are there's more than one but even in Muppet Treasure Island there's only two well no because a lot I would say there's more in a lot of them because they're interfacing with the real world like Muppets Take Manhattan just the Muppets in Manhattan <laughs> that's true that's true what am i thinking of i i I think you're thinking of these but there's just more people than you remember yeah there's just like i i i also just didn't like the other movies i didn't like muppets take manhattan um i liked the caper because miss piggy was like pretty good in it yeah i might really like miss piggy i think i think (laughs) i do i didn't realize that um i think when i was a kid i thought she was mean and now I'm realizing that I am Miss Piggy. <laughs> that, does that make me Kermit or oh. who, who? Kermit's really the I, only one she interfaces with, I feel like. Yeah, that's very that's very true. Does she think she's uh, better than them? She I mean she is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Did you watch, so did you watch that show that was on briefly that was like the Muppets, but adults and there's like lots of sex humor and stuff like that? No. Wasn't that a movie? It was a show. It was a show. No. I watched it, but now I don't remember the details, but it was like lots of, lots of adult rated humor in it. And Miss Piggy is like, you know, sleeping with people at the office or whatever. It's no, like I've never heard yeah. of this. That's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I have not seen that. I would really like to. I haven't seen the more recent one with that guy from So I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, uh, That it was okay. It was, it was pretty okay. All right. Yeah, that's how I feel. About I don't it. know why they're not doing more like adaptation of fictional classics because that's clearly their bread and butter it's i mean it's so good to me um i mean where's where's the neverland one if we're just doing a you know public domain stuff all right cast it okay yeah 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 i'm thinking right now so okay so so peter pan with the muppets so we got i think i think for sure gonzo has got to be peter pan no, Peter Pan's the main character. But I think that be- I, I I feel like because Gonzo, nobody knows what he is. Uh. And like he's got like this kind of mysterious other. He came from another world and. Or whatever is his backstory, I think. Um, I can't think of who else could. um. Could get away with uh, being Peter Pan. Um. Miss Piggy would be Wendy. Who's the person? Uh, 
the person I thought the person would be Wendy. Ooh. Hmm. No, the person would be Captain Hook. No. And Cap- yeah, and then all the pirates would be uh would be Muppets. That's just Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, it's just Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> When you so Tim Curry, Tim Curry is yeah. Captain Hook, and all of the Muppets. I'd watch that are too. The pirates. I, yeah, I would absolutely watch. I that. got no problem and with we that. Just kept everything the same. Yeah, you honestly, uh, you could even keep. Uh, oh God, what's his name? John. What the hell is the name of the main character in Muppet Treasure Island? Jim. 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 Yeah, Jim could be Peter, and then everybody else could be Muppets. A human Peter. A human Peter. A human hook. Everyone else is a Muppet. But then, all right, the problem with that is that then there has to be a weird, like, pseudo-romance-ish that happens between a human and a Muppet. And I don't think that, I don't think, I don't think we do that. I think we do that when it's adults, for sure, but maybe not when it's kids. Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> i don't know why either but I, I i feel like there's a rule somewhere that we can't do it because um, miss piggy and tim curry in muppet treasure island they do they have a date. sexual past. yeah yeah or they have a yeah. sexual past they have a sexual past <laughs> i think because i, I mean really it's pretty explicit it's that way it, it is framed that way yeah we watched yeah. it pretty recently <laughs> i was a bit surprised uh i mean i don't blame miss piggy i mean he he was a looker Um, yeah jesus mm -hmm. uh uh so uh, let's see (laughs) i think (laughs) what other what other stories should should they tell through the muppets i mean i do think it has to be public domain sure yeah. I would say like Wizard of Oz, but I'm so over that. I think, well, I don't think I was ever that into it, but it's yeah been done a bit much for me. Although it lends itself pretty easily. Yeah. Okay. What? Wizard of Oz. Dorothy's yeah. the person. Dorothy's definitely the person. Um, uh, the wizard is Fozzie Bear. Yes. That's fucking perfect. That's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Uh, I'm going to say I maybe Gonzo so is the hot air balloon guy. Or is that the same yes. person? No, that, uh, that might be the... Played, it, in the movie, it's played by the same person, but it's not the same person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then... Oh, no, that's that's not Oh, true. no, Gonzo maybe... Sh- yeah, okay. Gonzo would be no, better ho- suited as one of the three. Yeah, Gonzo, Gonzo would be the scarecrow, I think. The no brain. No brain. Okay. Uh, and he's got like rats on him. Yeah. And it, that's where Rizzo is. <laughs> yeah, because Rizzo's got to be there. Uh, let's see. Um, Tin Man. Tin Man. I think Tin um, Man would maybe be Kermit. Not because Kermit is heartless, but because I feel like Dorothy and the Tin Man have the are very. I don't know. I feel like they. No, have... it's Scarecrow. Scarecrow oh. is the one that 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 she has the closest. She has the closest. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So t- Tin Man and Cowardly Lion is Kermit because Kermit's always good at making the scared face. No, well, yeah, <laughs> but, <he> always... <laughs> but the lion sucks. The lion 
lion does not suck. Yeah, Kermit is totally wasted on the lion. Uh, um, hang on, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Maybe at pictures of Muppets. Well, I like the idea of Kermit being the good witch and Miss Piggy being the bad witch because I like the idea of them interacting at some point where Kermit does the scared face. <laughs> yeah but i don't know that that necessarily makes sense <gasps> oh oh i know who would be the tin man who so much uh 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 oh god what is his name i don't know i'm on the edge of my sam seat, eagle <gasps> sam eagle would sam be the tin man eagle. because he's so stoic yeah. and so i do like, and, like sam he eagle. thinks he's heartless but he would ultimately he would do the right of... thing and yeah. it would be cute <laughs> all right who the hell is the lion uh it has to it honestly it's fozzy is the problem it can't be fozzy because you're so right about fozzy needing to be the the man behind the curtain Okay, what if Fozzie was the lion and instead the man behind the curtain was the men behind the curtain? And was, and was uh, Stat- Statler, Statler and Waldorf? Statler and Waldorf, yeah. <laughs> and they're just uh, negging. They just are giant negging heads. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, for that scene alone, it would be pretty good. Oh. All right. I'm, you sold me on But this. we don't have Kermit in any of the roles. I think could Kermit be the scarecrow? Yeah. Yeah, I think Kermit could be the scarecrow. Um, yeah. Well, then where's Gonzo? Gonzo is the, Gonzo is could the good be like witch. the head of the flying monkeys. No, Gonzo's the good witch. Then the good witch. Oh. Wait, know. no. All right. So wait, hang on. <laughs> I'm getting way too uh, yeah. invested in this. Because uh, how are we going to shoehorn in? Like, it's very important that like Meep and whatever the other one's oh. name is are shoehorned in. The yeah. Scientists. They would be like maybe when they went to the Emerald City and there's like the guy at the door or um, or they could or they could work for the wicked witch and they, they could, could be work for the witch, wicked they could witch, be responsible yeah. for making the monkeys. Yeah, there you go. Okay, very good. And then um all of the apples that like they uh <laughs> that like the trees throw at, oh at Dorothy would be little Muppets and they would sing a song. It would yeah. Be really and then the Swedish chef would be like, <laughs> darker, darker. Yeah. With the <laughs> apples. <laughs> like picking them up off the ground uh-huh. later and like chopping them up into a salad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Good. Cast it. All right. Make Done. it happen. Make Good. it happen. Done. Somebody produce it. Yeah. I saw that I there's that Patreon grant that Ginny D is doing. Yeah. I'll quit. <laughs> I'll call up Make Ginny a pitch. and I'll say, Ginny, here's my 60-second pitch. It is the Muppets. I think 10K is enough for me to get the Muppets on board for for this. Well, they don't have to eat. Thank you. That's true. Yeah. Oh, wait. But we need to cast Dorothy as as a human. Oh, right, right, right. No, that is important. Um, 
What about uh, what's her face? Who's like all all big eyed, big doe eyed from How I Met Your Mother? Uh, Too old. What? Too old. She doesn't. Isn't she, I don't know. I don't. I, no I don't know. I think she's age. probably in her mid to late thirties. <laughs> but right, I think yeah. it's supposed <laughs> to be a teenager. Is, I guess I don't know any teenagers, so why? Yeah. Why? Um, I feel like that. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any actors <gasps> anymore. The flying monkeys, though, maybe could be like, well, like animal, but there's only one. Yeah, animal. I mean, I like it when the band is there. I like that band a lot. The band has to be there, but the band doesn't need to make sense. They can, mm. you know, they could just be. I mean, in in Muppet Treasure Island, the band was a part of the side plot where the rats were on a cruise ship. But so what a like, side plot. What a side plot. <laughs> <laughs> the, like Rizzo's running a racketeering uh, so money good. laundering cruise ship <laughs> background of Muppet Treasure Island. That might be almost the best part of that movie. Yeah, it's very good. And it goes on yes. for so long. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Um, Fuck so Mary Kill. No, hold on. Go back to the main topic. Okay, okay. Here are things that I know about this movie because Francis is obsessed with it. And I don't know if he talked about it in his minute. Because he's probably going to really struggle to pick something to talk about. We're going to assume he's going to talk about that song. Yeah. There's a song song. in Muppet Muppet Christmas Carol that redeems, quote unquote, Michael Caine's humanity. I don't think that that fits. I don't want to redeem Michael Caine's humanity. I think he's a real fucking creep in that scene. I gotta be honest with you. I think that song is boring. I don't like it. I hope he doesn't hear me until this podcast (laughs) comes out because I'm really excited about it. Um, I don't think it adds anything to his character to make us feel sorry for him that he actually loved his ex-girlfriend. It just... It, 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 It doesn't add anything for me. The only thing that it does by being removed is that it makes the end song out of context because oh. the end song is a rephrasing yeah. of the earlier song. That so makes sense. It, yeah. The emotional point you're supposed to see his lowest point and then you're supposed to see him turning around. Yeah. And that, you know, it is supposed to be an emotional hit, but they took out the first one. So now the end song is just an out of the blue, like, and it's just like so delicate yeah. and just that scene. It feels like that scenes for grownups, not for kids. Don't like it. Got it. Um, other thing that I learned via Francis that relates to the terrifying Christmas past Muppet oh. is that they filmed that Muppet like floating in like water and or baby oil, which is why it's so unnerving the way it moves because it's actually filmed like underwater. That makes a lot of sense Which is to me, fucking and terrifying. I don't like it. And it's like blurry, yeah. I think, because there's oil involved in that process somehow. So I just wanted to throw those two things out there in case he doesn't say them. Ew. Ew. So just... the other thing is that that terrifying ghost baby is like not only underwater, but also greasy. Greasy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well, I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah, I'm upset. All right, fuck, Mary kill. Fuck, Mary kill the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Good one. Um, kill the baby. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. 
Is it a baby? I don't think it's a baby. No, I don't know I why think- I started saying that. It's totally not a baby at all. <laughs> but but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so just terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's just terrifying. Um, So kill that thing. Marry, present, I guess, fuck future. Yeah, for the thrill. Yeah. <laughs> for the thrill of being <laughs> that close to death. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly just because, like, anything could be under there. <laughs> I guess I'm saying that as a positive, but your face is definitely seeing that as a negative. Yeah. (laughs) I think, uh, I think that I, I would definitely kill past, uh, fuck present. And I'm going to marry future because I feel like that will shield me from mortality somehow. That's a good rationale. I'm marrying present because of the unlimited food. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> I, that's a good reason for sure. All right. Fuck, Mary, kill. Kermit. Kermit Gonzo. As... No, well, right, I uh, mean, as it... they're like canon personalities. As, as they're canon personalities. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of the same. Not just mm, like yeah. as the aesthetics of the lifeless puppet. <laughs> <laughs> um or I guess Gonzo, that's the trifecta, right? Or Gonzo Fozzy Kermit? Is that the trifecta? Gonzo Fozzy Kermit. Yeah, I think so. Um uh Both in and Fozzie. out of their roles. Let's say that. Yeah. Kill Fozzy for sure. Okay. Um and because you know what, I, I also don't like old Fezziwig's like what he's supposed to be like the the good capitalist because he's he's rich but he's also like happy and likes Christmas like I don't know that doesn't that doesn't redeem you either yeah Um, I think he's just drunk (laughs) he's just really (laughs) drunk um so so definitely kill uh Fozzie Bear uh I don't know I guess Fuck Gonzo because it's gonna be an experience, and and marry Kermit because he's he seems the most stable. Yeah, I'll say regular regular Muppets outside of the movie kill Fozzie, marry Kermit, fuck Gonzo. In the movie, I'm gonna marry Gonzo. Fuck no no I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry Fozzie. In the You're movie, very old Fezziwig. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of money. That's why. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think he's like so he'd just be distracted all the time. I think he'd let he'd leave me alone, but there would be he would be rich. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there would be a lot of parties. Fuck Gonzo, kill, kill Kermit. Kill Kermit. Yeah. Oh, no. What's his character's <laughs> name? Tiny Tim's uh, dad. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, uh... <laughs> God. <laughs> Crockett? What is it? Yeah. It's like Critch, Cratchit. 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 <laughs> Cratchit. Uh no, I'm gonna kill him because I don't think he has any self-respect. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> no self-respect. Time for you to go. <laughs> Goodbye. Um uh, All right, we need Miss Piggy in there. Yeah, we need Lady Muppets edition. Well, it's really just Miss Piggy. No, no, it's Miss Piggy. It's Janice? Is that her name? Yes, because she's like Janice Joplin, but I just feel like she's a background character. 
Yeah, there's not a lot of gender diversity in uh, in the Muppets cast. Yeah, now no, that I'm fucked. thinking about it, it's a real shame. <laughs> it is a real shame. <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed. <laughs> um, okay, so we can't really do uh, 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 all ladies Muppets um, like I thought we could, um, but we could do Miss Piggy. Um, the we could do we could do meaner characters yeah so miss piggy the uh waldorf and and whatever his name is stadler stadler uh they are a package deal they're a package deal thank you for being on that page with me and sam eagle Mm. kill sam i'm gonna come right out and say that i'm fucking sam eagle (gasps) I, I thought Sam it was Eagle so obvious to kill Sam Eagle. No, I think he's hot. I think that I was very much attracted to him as a kid. Sam Eagle <laughs> is a, a blind patriot. <laughs> I know, but he, <laughs> but the eyebrows. <laughs> All right. I don't want to marry him, but. Well, I'm going to fuck Waldorf and Sadler, not because I am at all attracted to them, but because there's two. Yeah. So that just seems like it makes sense. And I'll kill Sam Eagle and I'll marry Miss Piggy, although I do not think that we would have a good marriage. No, but I don't (laughs) think I don't think I'd have a good marriage with any of these options. But I but I think Miss Piggy's would be the most bearable just because like, I don't know. I'm really regretting that. I don't think that we would get along very well at all. No, I I think what I will do is I will fuck Sam Eagle. I will kill Miss Piggy and I will marry uh, the rich old guys. I feel like. Their time is up. <gasps> good, good argument. Okay, marry them. Yeah, t- <laughs> yeah marry them. Fuck Miss Piggy. Kill Sam Eagle for me. Yeah. Wow, this one's been okay. hard. This I whole know. FMK <laughs> episode has been. I've had to think about it more than any other episode. I, I know. We usually have our answers so so <laughs> so right out the bat. Um, but I think that it, we've put a lot of thought into this, and yeah. so I think that we're happy with our answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. What are you doing after this? I really got to pee. Good, okay. (laughs) Uh, And then I'm just going to have some breakfast and hang out with Robin. And I don't, I can't think of anything else. Oh, maybe uh, decorate our Christmas tree. Yay. Oh, that's nice. Yes. I like that. Same. Um, What are you going to do? I am, I am still going to do a Dragon Age Day stream. uh, Good for you. Later today. Um, we're still raising money for the NAACP, so double good for good. you. Double good. Uh, and and that's it. That's that a lot. It. What are you gonna eat? What are you gonna eat oh, today? Uh, there's some eggs <gasps> over there that I get to eat. Yeah, nice. I'm happy about it. All right. Well, thanks for recording right. this episode. I had a lot of Thank fun. You. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear the mansplain minute. I bet it's going to be a trip. I know, and I can't wait to hear Francis yelling as he listens to things that we said wrong or that he has opinions on that no one can hear. Yes. <laughs> and I'm very happy that no one else can hear that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.